the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. For the next two hours, you're stuck with me, Bob, and Ellen. And the reason why is, is there's three of us here with about 150 years of experience. At least. At least. And uh, so if we if we give the women their due, then the two of us are worth 30, I don't know, 35 north of 35 each. So that's 70. How about you guys? Um, 50. Well, actually, you've been there. We've been there 50. You've been there 51 years at Larry Harker's, and I've been there probably about 30, 32. Okay, so 80 plus 70. So I said 150. How was that for a doggone good guess? (laughs) And both of us have gray hair. We're not going to talk about (laughs) Alan's hair, but both of the men have gray hair. Only my hairdresser knows. (laughs) 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 Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question or a car problem or a code or if you have, we're really good at, this is what's going on. We need symptoms, by the way. By the way, we need symptoms. This is what's going on, and this is what somebody told me to do. And if it's an Internet, somebody told me what to do, then those are the kinds of things that we're pretty good at and we're capable of digesting what they told you over the Internet. But just keep in mind, the Internet guys, you have no idea who they are. They could be anybody from a doctor to a lawyer, which are the, the two guys that, that, uh, that seem to know everything, like car guys. And then on top of that, they can also be a convict in some prison somewhere that's got access to the Internet and everything in between that. Action Auto, Action Auto Repair is one of the shops on my best car repair shops list. You can find that list at MarkSalem.com. Action's located at I-17 in Deer Valley. It's a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop that served Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since 1983. And uh, Tom, the owner, I've known since 1979 or 1980. Him and I crossed paths back then, and I liked him then, and I like him now. So no matter what your needs are, and if you don't have a repair shop near Deer Valley and I-17, may I suggest you call and get an appointment for an oil change and just see how they treat you and see how they like how you like them. They have ASE Master Certified Technicians. That's the highest level you can attain. Plus, they've got a BMW Master Technician who's been around the block with the BMWs. Action Auto Repair, I-17, and Deer Valley. 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, you're welcome to call us. 602-508-0960. So it's another day at the salt mine last week, huh? Yes, we okay. survived it. And then I, I, I want to re- recap something. We sent uh, a caller to you with an F-35. Was it a Nissan or an Isuzu? Your, it, was, oh. it had to do with coils. In, infinity. Infinity. Okay. okay. I was close. I was yeah, close. Yeah, that was a fun one. Okay, so let's talk about the symptoms first. Well, the symptoms was virtually didn't run. Uh, it would fire and then quit. Um, 
basically when we got it in, we started with the diagnostic check to find out if it's fuel, ignition, fire, and so on. And the, people don't understand how important that is. I, I talk about that all the time. I was talking to a guy yesterday at the car wash who has this little bitty hot rod, and he said it falls on its face, and I think it's going into limb mode. I said, I think I'd try something different. You know, you see that port on your intake? Let's put propane to that, and when it starts falling on its face, let's open up the propane can and see if it, all of a sudden it takes off. What's the fuel pressure when it, I don't know. See, that's part of the, that's, that's part of the issue. But anyway, yeah. spark, fuel, computers. Yeah, compression, so on. So yep. um, we determined it was a lack of a fire ignition. Uh, the problem was is when we found out that it had ignition coil problems, uh, it really struck us odd as we lost, uh, I think it was five out of uh, six ignition coils on this thing. Mm -hmm. um, for the, <laughs> It's almost impossible to just be driving down the road, which is what their complaint was, and all of a sudden it goes bad. Uh, how does you know five ignition coils go bad and not the other one? Yeah, and see that's the what what keyed me was is we had five go bad but not the other. Not the last one. And so if we had a major problem, it would affect all of them, oh. like a crankshaft sensor or a camshaft sensor. It would wipe all of them out. But mm -hmm. in your case, five out of six. Five out of six. And so anyway, uh, <clears throat> the tech went in and started running ground fault uh, tests on it, uh, voltage drops find out where we were at and basically we found out we had a, a ground problem. Uh, we found out the battery cable was loose on it. We also found that the ground strap to the engine was bad. Uh, so we went in and, and uh, once we found that option we found out that's all tied to a ground strap that goes to that and when you lose that it overheats the coils and burn, just literally melts them. Okay. And so once we found the, the answer, it was a matter of replacing coils, fixing the ground straps. Now, that particular model also had, or this particular vehicle had a engine mount problem. And we had talked to the customer about the engine mounts and they wanted to forego that at the present. So what we ended up having to do is to add a, another ground strap to compensate for that loss of ground when that mountain jump, or the engine jumped up in the air. Well, and, and, and what you're saying is is there's probably three mounts there was left and right mm -hmm. and probably a rear, a, tra a tranny mount. And so if the, if the mounts are bad, broken, soft as marshmallows, then the motor's rocking a whole bunch more. And if you've got an 8-inch ground over here, it, you might need a 10-inch ground if the motor's rocking back and forth. It was pulling on it. Yeah. Exactly. So when people, when, folks, when we talk about grounds, checking grounds and volt drops, this is what we're talking about. We need a connection directly, a clean and strong and firm connection from the negative cable through the frame, the engine, the dashboard, uh, what else? Front bumper, grill, everything. Yeah, the ground is as important as the as the power or the voltage. In fact, a lot of people don't know it, but back in the 50s, we used to have uh, positive grounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, you talk about a whole different world. But uh, uh, it's very important to have a, a good ground, especially with computer systems. And when you're talking about systems that are running one volt or less, uh, signals going through them. Okay. Now, when you go to a circuit that you're expecting 12 to 13 volts on and you got 8, most people are going to go crazy with that, but in our world, on a 1 to 10 scale, that's a what, 3 or 4? But what the question is, is do we have a power supply problem or do we have a ground problem? Mm -hmm. So it could be on either leg of the in and the out, if you call it that. Uh, uh, my tech, uh, Jeremy, uh, 
<clears throat> he's he's actually built a load machine where he could load each circuit and find out which is which it is. Okay. So uh, he's gonna that. he's gonna turn the hose on from a dribble to a huge amount of water. Right. He's gonna create a load so if there's a bad connection. Now sometimes you're looking at your voltmeter and you've got a bad ground or whatever, so you put a wrench on this and as soon as you touch it, all of a sudden it changes the voltmeter. And so you go from nothing to 12 volts or something like that. Or you go the other way around. Yeah. So it's, it's an issue of if you know what you're doing, this is something that's normal. So you put five coils on it and you fix the grounds. Now, where else? The battery cable is going to go to the fenders. It's right. going to go to the grill. It's going to go to the engine that sits on four rubber balloons. It's going to go to the engine. It's going to go probably to the transmission. It's going to go to the back suspension. It's going to go to everything that's metal all the way around the car. Right. So if somebody does some work on a car and they forget to put the ground wire or they don't see it and it's dangling behind the motor and they don't put it back on the engine, we can have lots of problems. Oh, yes. And, and it's crazy problems. When I turn on the headlights, the windshield wipers flap. Those kinds of crazy things that, that you're not going to replace the wiper motor and you're not going to replace the headlight switch. You're going to have to go in there and figure out where the electrical malfunction is. Yeah, these systems have really multiplied with these new cars. We had one the other day, um, an Impala, that has a system where when you come up to a stop, the engine shuts off. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you touch the accelerator, it goes. Well, this was brought in because he had a noise. What we found out is the second battery, which is in the trunk, didn't get hooked, the ground didn't get hooked up to it. So consequently, the starter, every time they would touch it, would start running with the engine running. And then the other, the, it was in, energized that starter while the engine's running, and that was his noise. Makes a heck of a noise. when it's, <laughs> Folks, it's kind of like when you try to start your car when it's already running. running. There's a yeah. heck of a clatter that goes on. Yeah. Alrighty, we got Gil. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We got four lines open, but Gil's first. Gil, good morning. Jill, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it's Gil's fault because Gil said Gil, but it's really Jill. So, <laughs> Jill, how can we help you? Hi, I have a 2007 Saturn View um, with 82,000 miles on it, and it's got the battery light has started coming on intermittently. We took it to our um, repair shop that we've been at for 20 years. They replaced the alternator, um, but that very afternoon the battery light came back on, and it continued that for a couple of days. I took it back in there yesterday, and the light would not come on for them. They ran everything they could run, and they can't find out the problem. And the light is still coming on three or four times a day just for like 60 seconds. And I don't know what to do. Boy, the intermittent problems are really tough. Uh, but we're back to it could be ground, could be cable connections. Uh, it could be. And here's the deal. The alternator monitors the voltage at the battery. And so a fully charged battery is actually 13 volts as opposed to 12 volts. The alternator will actually run up to 13, 14, 8, maybe even 15 volts. The computer needs to look at those numbers, and I would imagine you're going to get a battery light on if we drop under 12 or something like that. So this is information that we'd have to look up. Yeah. And once we looked up to see what is it seeing that it's not supposed to see, then that will give us our foot footprint that we can follow. Um, I probably wouldn't have done an alternator, um, especially with with all we got is an intermittent battery light, and we've never had a dead battery. We've never had the complaint of the batteries intermittently dead. So yeah, I think my best advice would be to try to give it to them for a little bit of period of time where they could run it, 
and because it could be a heat problem. Uh, have you noticed the problem when it after you drive it when it occurs, or is it first thing in the morning when it's colder? No, it's after after you drive it, but after it can be. I, I can't seem to see a pattern, so it doesn't start up that way. But How long does it stay on for? 60 seconds, about 60 seconds. Okay. I tried right. it. <laughs> yeah. We had some, uh, problems almost identical to that, and it turned out to be the, actually the connector to the alternator that was the issue. Oh. oh yeah. And uh, we had some problems expensive. with those. Uh, uh, so somebody needs to go in there and do some little wiggle checking and, yeah. and with the equipment hooked up. But it's going to be tough, but I think the best advice would be to give it to them for a little period of time and let them play with it. And, and the wiggling point, that it, with the appropriate meters connected to everything, and you start wiggling the, the plug for the alternator, and all mm -hmm. of a sudden you see the diode pattern go away or come back, or you see the voltage drop and come back, and actually you can hear the alternator wind up with an experienced ear. So the alternator's humming along, and when you disconnect it, the hum drops dramatically and it, it freewheels. It's yeah. kind of like nothing there. So the, the, other, the other issue, too, is the default is it's not causing her any problems. She hasn't run out of electrical. She hasn't had to call a tow truck for a jump start. This might be something that's going to fail, and it might be something that someone might say, you can spend hundreds of dollars on the diagnostic side, or you can wait till it gets worse and easier to find. A little and more consistent. A little bit more consistent. That's a, that's kind of a tough thing to do, but sometimes oh, we we told somebody that the other day. You're just going to have to wait because there's it's just too intermittent, and and we've done everything we know what to do, and we're just going to have to. We've got a, uh, I think it's an Infinity too, that uh, when you turn the steering wheel really hard, it'll stay. If you turn it to the right, it'll st it'll want to pull to the right. Okay, rack bushings aren't bad. Tie rods aren't locked up. Upper shock mounts aren't locked up. We disconnect the tie rod end, and we can rotate that those wheels under load with your hand, and the rear suspension, and we've tightened every bolt underneath it. But for whatever reason, this thing, and it it's no matter whether you're loading the, air, the fluid on the power steering or not, and we said to them, it's no real big deal, but you're just going to have to wait. Uh -huh. Everybody, we fixed that before on a lot of cars, but we checked all those places already. <laughs> Been there. And, 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 and then now you just kind of, okay, we'll, we'll wait. But when he drives it, it only happens intermittently. But my guys can make it happen every time by jerking the wheel to a 90-degree right or a left. Ironically, we had one almost similar to that. And do you know about how many miles was on that vehicle? Uh, over 150, I'm guessing. Okay. What we found is at the end of the rack, it was building up with a sludge. Okay. And it was sticking that seal. And we ended up replacing the rack on it and cured it. And that cured it. Yeah. We looked at the the rack mounts to mm -hmm. make sure that they, they the rack solid. wasn't sliding left and right. right. And we did put up from a half a turn to one and a half turns on pretty much all the cradle and body mounts. So we thought, okay, we got this. No, we didn't get yeah. it. So, but you, you, that's but, an interesting. That's an interesting. Right. I think I would still advise the guy to drive it for a little while because that's an expensive guess. Guess. Yeah. And I, I, here's your options. We could do an eight hundred, nine hundred dollar guess, or you can wait till it gets worse. Okay. Chances of you losing your steering are slim and none. Right? Yeah. Slim and none. Especially if you have to jam it to one side to do it. To, to get How it often are you doing that? Right. And and in his case, <laughs> it's intermittent. He says, I can go weeks without oh. it, without it, it staying, having memory of the last turn I made. 
So if I make a right turn, then it pulls to the right. If I make a left turn a week later, it pulls to the left. And most of the time, it's going straight down the road. Well, we were lucky enough. Ours did it consistent. So okay. we big difference. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. you got two, uh, two old guys here that have been around the block. If you want to talk 50 cars, we can do that pretty good, too. <laughs> if you want to talk points and condenser. And then we have Ellen. Ellen is the uh, one with the whip. <laughs> She's the one that, 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 that sits in the front office. She's. How many times do the guys call you and want to talk to a man? Uh, more times than I'd probably want to say. And, and same way with my daughter and my wife. Mm-hmm. And they probably know more than most men that are on the phone anyway. If I don't know, I'll pass them on. I don't try to guess okay. or anything. So. But uh, you can at least yes. honor me by asking yes. me. Yes, you know. give me a chance. Exactly. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified, We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May. And I wrote this message. Hi, this is Debbie Georgiatis. Happy Passover and Happy Easter. This week on America Can We Talk, I'll share the state of our faith, a talk with guests about Christianity around the world and in courtrooms in America. There has never been a more important time to defend faith. On my show, America Can We Talk, every Sunday at 5 p.m. on 960 The Patriot, on Facebook Live at America Can We Talk, or online at americacanwetalk.org, we talk truth about America and why it matters to you. The mechanic raised up from under my hood. Welcome back, everybody. Let's see what time it is. 22 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. We're going to go straight to the phones because that's where we should have been. Chris, you're up first. How can I help you, Chris? Hey, how are you doing this morning, gentlemen? Good. Good, uh, good. I have a 95 GMC pickup, and I had an ignition module put in the steering column by a dealership. Okay. And after the car sits for five days, it drains the battery and it won't start. I'm trying to find somebody who could figure out what circuit's staying open and maybe just pull that fuse when I'm letting it sit for a while? Well, that's part of the problem. Well, first of all, that's an ignition switch, not an ignition okay. module, okay. right? Right. Yeah. Yes. So that we're going to use the right terminology. On a 1 to 10 scale, this is a... 10. Okay. Uh. On the front side. But this is this isn't the worst we have to deal with. Oh, no. Okay. So f- to find this, to go through and look through the fuses and find the draw and all that kind of stuff and identify which circuits it's on, on a 1 to 10 scale, that's for us gray-haired guys a 4 or 5 or a 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know where it's going to go. I'll, I'll grant you that. But gotcha. in your particular case, I don't know if the ignition switch was a good idea or bad, but... This is going to be, uh, in my shop, the diagnostic is going to be 75 to 125, which is what we quote everybody. You're probably in the same boat. All right. Okay. So 
quickly go through the what do you do first? Well, our, our initial problem is to find out where the draw is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shut everything down, like, you know, turn off your ignition, and then you hook up and find out if you have a draw in this system. Then it's going to be a matter of going through, in this particular case, you can go in, pull fuses, find out which fuse drops the draw and the, the draw that you're having. And then you get a um, blueprint of this system and find out what's on that system, and then you start checking each one of those to find out what the draw is being caused by. Um, those, I hate to say it, but that ignition switch, I agree, was a notorious problem. But uh, a lot of times it's something that, that's being activated that's causing your draw. And, and, and here's the deal. It, we make it sound pretty easy, but each fuse can have five different circuits, not oh, three easy. different circuits. So it's not like you're going to pull the windshield wiper fuse and just say, oh, That's okay, right. it's not the wipers because there's four other circuits on that stupid fuse. So gotcha. we use an inductive amp probe, you may too, mm-hmm. on the, a positive or negative. And what we've been doing is, is we've taken the inductive amp probe. And you know how you got your positive cable that splits in and then splits again, then splits again, then splits again. You, we go through each one of those, and usually we can find it. But what we found is, is even when you figure out what areas it's going to, you still can't find it. Yeah. You're not yeah. going to be able to follow it to the ground or the power on that circuit. Right. This this oftentimes, just for you, Chris, this it's oftentimes is $160 to find it and $3 to fix it. It doesn't yeah, what, always mean it's going to be a big part. That happens sometimes. Gotcha. So, the ignition switch was, the truck was defaulting into like third gear, so a limp home, home mode, so that's what they diagnosed. But when they were in the steering column, they did something to either the hazard switch or the turn signal switch. So I have a guess where it could be, but like you said, it could be a million different things. Yeah. Well, here's the good news. They have to diagnose where it's at in order to say it's not their fault. <laughs> well, they're out of business now. It's a Costco building. <laughs> yeah. So that's it's the same way with Bob and the same way with me. You can't say it's not your fault till you find out what it, what it is. is. So okay. I, I would start back with them, but I think, um, what part of town do you live in? 51 and Bell. Okay, 51 and Bell. Probably 51 and Bell. Gosh, I, I've i got two guys oh, up in that area. Uh, Bell, uh, Bell and 40th Street, Bell yeah. and 32nd Street. Okay. Isn't there a guy on... 32nd and Thunderbird or something, or Greenway Electrician guy? That's, well, not not on my best car repair shops list. You got Blackwell at 40th Street and uh, and one one mile south of Bell. What's that called? Um, Dear, no. um, I can't think of it right now. South of Bell? Or one mile south of Bell. Is it not Virginia? No, No, that's down uh, the street. Oh, Thunderbird Automotive? No. But oh. no. <laughs> it's it's Blackwell. His name is Blackwell, oh, and yeah. I'm pretty sure he could track this down for you, but I would take it back to the dealer because they gave you something you didn't have when you went there. So that's okay, the best idea. Real quick, Greg May from Phoenix Body Works and Phoenix Body Works did a fantastic job, and what great people they are over there. Well, I highly recommend them. Thank you very much for that. Um, I, I'm real proud of that paint and body shop because I get lots of calls just like yours, so I really appreciate that. Okay, thank, thank you. you guys very much. You betcha. Thank you very much. Let's see. we got time. Let's go to Mike. Mike, what can we do for you? Hey, hey good morning. Uh, uh, I have a 2008 Honda Civic where the little um, uh, indicator on the dash says no. That's all it says. And when we put on, you know, the, the diagnostic tool, they can't find it. They said they would have to, you know, replace the whole, uh, uh, 
electrical, well, not the whole electrical system, but, you know, the whole fuse panel, which I highly doubt. Um, when they when they can't find the, the problem, you know, on the on the DM, DBM or whatever that's called, um, how, how do you then diagnose, you know, individual... Uh, wait a minute, users? wait a minute. We're, we're both scratching our heads. You, this this light on your dash literally says N O. It says no. Yeah, that's all it says. Neither and, one and of us has ever seen that seen before. That. Um, really? Yeah, neither one of us. But the easy, it's easy because you need to get out the owner's manual and find out what that 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 no means. I, I did, and it, I, there was nowhere that I, I found it. Okay, I well that's up, a problem you know. because somebody came in not too long ago and said that there's a guy sitting on the toilet on my dash and it was a minus four. And it looked like a guy sitting on the toilet, and it and it was oh, the oh. minus, and then the four, and it looks like yeah. the guy sitting there with his hands on his knees on the toilet, and so she, so it was a minus four. That's all it was. So the the answer to your question, Mike, is is this is kind of easy. We need to identify what that is, and no one can fix it until we know. Now, what color is it? Is it yellow, orange, or red? I believe I haven't driven it in a while, but I believe it it's yellow. Okay. Well, yellow means caution. Red means stop. Don't go anywhere. But right. it, it, we're going to have to get an owner's manual, or we're going to have to do something to identify what the light's trying to tell us, because going into the code doesn't mean nothing. That light okay. could easily mean that the trunk light is on. That light means that the courtesy lights are, are have been activated. There's so many things it could be, but we have to find out what it is. But Bob and I have never seen a Honda with the word. However... Somebody's going to call us and tell us about it, and we're happy to hear now, that. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. So O eight Civic on the dash, it says no. N-O. No. If you've ever seen that before, and if you've ever fixed that before, we'd yeah. like, to hear, from, like yeah. to hear that one. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Ellen, you don't know what that is, do you? No, I don't. But okay. I, I said, let's call our tech and ask him. Yeah. He seems to know everything. Yeah. Well, I was just checking to see if the women know everything. Oh, you see well, that? I know what know means, yeah. <laughs> well, and you know how to say, I don't know, uh, see? Yes, I know. And no. Renee likes it for that, because there's times I say, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, and, and I don't know, but I do know this. I've got six seconds to get the heck out of this break, <laughs> and so I'm going to do it. Doug, you stay right there. You'll be my first caller. We'll be right back. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101.
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Earnings vary based on your effort. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Phoenix is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's workshop, text READY to 82000. Seating is extremely limited. Text in the next 10 minutes and you'll also receive a free copy of Than's Money for Deals guide. Text READY to 82000. That's READY to 82000. So... I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. <laughs> Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. All about that Welcome back, everybody. Bob and Ellen from Harker's Automotive, 38th Avenue and Indian School. Been around since uh, Jesus was a baby. And I think, <laughs> I think actually you worked on covered wagons back then, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, we were pushing yeah. them in. Yeah, pushed we were pushing them, them in, yeah. pushing them out. Anyway, a great diagnostician. Bob and his staff are just really good, and they just have the tenacity of a bulldog. So 38th Avenue and Indian School, they're my partners today. And we're going to tell you real quick about S&S Tire on the west side. S&S has three locations, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. They have a comprehensive line of tires, so you can pull in and say, give me a good, better, best price on four tires, mounted and balanced out the door. I write my check before I hand you the keys. They can do that. 
And the best part about that is, is if you're going to keep the car forever, then maybe you want the good, the better, the best. But if it's a lease car and you've got to turn it in in six months, maybe you don't want the best. So one way or another, they can give you a hand. They also do front-end work, suspension, alignments, and every really thing in between. But as far as tires are concerned, they've got from wheelbarrows to tractor tires and everything in between. So you're not likely to have something that needs tires that can't be handled by S&S Tire and Auto Service again. Peoria, surprise, Goodyear, good West Side vendor, and a good friend of mine. Let's go back to the phones and let's talk to Doug. Doug, good morning. How can we help you? Hi, how you doing? Good. Actually, I don't have a problem, but your timing for having Bob and Ellen on couldn't be more fortuitous. Okay. Uh, I'm the guy that had that or has the Infinity or the stepdaughter with the Infinity, and uh, Bob just fixed my BMW or. Fixed a big portion of it and directed me on how to fix the rest, and I just wanted to give him a holler and let him know that replacing those grommets probably nailed 99.9% of the problems. I'm sitting in that BMW right now, just started it up, and it purred like a kitten. Now, he's, so. he's, it's not him. He got that information from Ellen, okay? <laughs> She's the one that told him how to fix your car. <laughs> you didn't well, even say anything. I just wanted to take a minute to, uh, to uh, you know, give some props to, to uh, Larry Harker and his shop. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Good to Thank hear from you. So the problem and grommets tie them together. What was the symptom? What was the repair? Uh, rough idle when cold. Okay. Uh, after probably a minute uh, warming up, it would go away. He actually had two problems. He had a PC system, which is a notorious problem on those things. Uh, the It made an extreme big vacuum leak. Okay. Um, we found that, fixed that, but when after fixing that, uh, we still had a little bit of a leanness. And what he found uh, was that the grommets on the valve cover uh -huh. were leaking on it, creating another leak. And that would go away after a few seconds. The, sw the seals would swell up and, mm -hmm. and uh, then seal back up. But, uh, you know what we used to do back in 100 years ago? We'd take those grommets off and soak them in brake fluid, and they'd swell, swell up. up. <laughs> <laughs> because back then, you might have to drive 30, 40 miles to find something or to yeah. buy something. So we'd just swell up those rubber grommets, put them back on, and tell them we don't know how long that's going <laughs> to last. But, we're gonna, but this is a good diagnostic tool, right? Yep. Just swell them up, put them back on, and say, hey, try this. Well, yeah. you got to realize on that BMW, mm -hmm. that was a two-and-a-half-hour job. Oh, for the grommets? <laughs> Just to get the grommets out of there. Okay, why make it tough on yourself? <laughs> All righty. But I like this. This is what I heard on it from a business point of view. You guided him and told him what was wrong with it, and he did it himself, and that took care of 90% 90, 90 of what he said. That's kind of nice. All righty, we've got somebody on the line, Gil. Robert. Okay, Robert, you're up. What can we do for you? Uh, good morning, uh, Mark. Thank you for taking the call. You bet. Uh, I, I've got a 2007 Ford F-150, uh, and it's it's running just fine. My my question has to do with the tires on it. Uh, I don't have a lot of mileage on the vehicle. I've got 52,000 miles on it, and as I said, it's a 2007. Uh, I've still got the original tires, which were were Michelin. Okay. And they they look good to me. They they still have a, a good amount of tread left. And I'm just wondering if I'm if they've gotten so old that I, I need to replace them out of safety concerns just by virtue of their age. Okay, I can answer you that because I'm an expert in that particular issue, and I testify in court about that. You, I wouldn't let my I don't have an ex-wife, 
but I wouldn't let my ex-wife go from North Phoenix to South Phoenix in your car because those tires are likely made somewhere around 2006 to be put on a 2007. Today we know that 10-year-old tires become really, really bad. And I'll tell you this, Discount Tire and my shop, and, and first of all, let me say Discount Tire first, and my shop as a result of what they've done, we don't even touch them. We won't patch them. We won't rotate them. We won't air them up. We won't do nothing to a 10-year-old tire because here's what happens. This happens once or twice or three times a month. I hear of this. So somebody goes in and has their tires rotated. A week later, a month later, the tire blows out. People are hurt, injured, or killed. Then all of a sudden, it's, why didn't the shop tell you you had 12, 13, 14-year-old tires? We had a car come in the other day. The tires were 21 years old. 21 years old. Now, I Alan just told me the other day that the Corvette tires are 10 years old, but it has 20,000 miles on it. I'm thinking, okay, well, he goes, no, it's not okay. I already ordered a set of tires for it. So my answer to you, Robert, is please, for the sake of yourself and your other loved ones, it's time to put tires on it. I don't care what they look like. And for us, we're actually drilling two-inch holes in the sidewall of those tires we take off so they'll never go on another car. So we have a hole saw, and we just drill holes in the sidewalls. And we're just, because that's another risk. Life's just too short. Yeah. So we didn't used to have this problem, but today we know that most of the people that die because of blowouts have tires that are 10 years north of that. We have a hard time telling them that they say, well, there's a lot of tread still left on them, but we say, hey, it's not safe. They're too old. We've had just, what, last week we had somebody come in and said, you have to get rid of them. Every car comes in, we take the tires, and then we say to you, um, we have a stamp. Your tires are 10 years old. You've been warned. You need to replace those now, and we need you to initial that. Now, some people won't, and that's okay because we have camera systems in this lobby. So we'll just take a picture of your face, and we'll put it along with your work order and say, we told that person, but they refused, and we just write refused on there. We're not offended by that, but it's just a situation where it's a safety issue. We're not doing this to sell tires. We're doing this because there's a better-than-even chance that somebody's going to die with those tires the older they get. The blown And and a blown tire can cause a lot of major accidents, too. And you can hurt a lot. You can come out okay, but the truck actually wipes out... A family of five. So at that particular point, you've ruined lots of people's lives because of the tires. Now, does that happen a lot? Like I said, two or three times a month in my world. But in the United States across the board, and I'm only dealing with a couple of insurance companies, and there's more than two or three, then that's a big deal. Okay, well, Vic, you stay right there because you're first. Robert, thank you very much for that. That's a uh, conversation piece that will happen a lot. And if you need to know whether or not your how old your tires are, you can go by any discount tire or any tire shop like uh, uh, SNS on the west side. They will tell you exactly how old your tires are. So from the time they were birthed to the time that they should be pulled is certainly 10 years. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. 
Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Let me tell you just real quick about Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They really do just diesels. They do foreign and domestic light diesels, Chevy Ford, Dodge, Mercedes-Benz, lots of those kinds of diesels. They're located south of I-17 on Pinnacle Peak Road in North Phoenix. So, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. Now, you can go to their website and look at their products, look at what they do, look at the cars and stuff that they work on, but you can also look at parts. They have a really exquisite way to display diesel components and parts on the Internet. So you can look at their website 24 hours a day, and that's Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. And you can also go to MarkSalem.com, and you can go to Best Car Repair Shops under Diesel, and you'll see them as well, Strictly Diesel and Repair. Let's go to Vic like we promised. Vic, good morning. How can we help you? Good morning. Um, so my daughter was using the car the other day, and she said she got gas. Um, she just started driving. I asked her, um, did you put the right kind of gas in it, or did you put regular or diesel? And she said, like she always says, I don't know. And, well, was it the black or green handle? I don't remember. And so my question is, say she accidentally did put diesel, would I be able to tell if my car was running diesel in it when it shouldn't be? Will it make symptoms or signs? It, it won't even make it home. It wouldn't? Okay. No, it won't even make so, it home. And I, I'll tell you what, my son's name is Alan Salem, okay? He's put gas in his diesel, and then he put diesel in his wife's car. And he didn't make it home at any of the time. His mind is somewhere else. He's got 17 phones on his belt. He's just like all the rest of these young people with phones sticking out all their ears. And he's not paying attention. So there's a good chance. I can tell you this. 99% of the vehicles that are towed in never made it home. And they weren't towed from the house. So the idea is, is if she got home and she drove more than five or six miles, there's a good chance that she didn't mix gas with diesel. We just had one, what was it, uh, about a month ago, and it just came from right down the street, and that's where it ended yep. up, and right by our shop, it came right in. So. And I'm going to admit that Renee put diesel in our lawnmower not too long ago. Ooh. And so you know what, though? 
It ran. Oh, it did. I got the choke out, and I got it running, and I overcame the governor, and it was knocking like crazy, and I thought, oh, she blew up smoking the motor. pretty good. It was smoking. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, that's because I have the choke out. So I'm sitting there running it, running it, running it, and it's making noise like the rods are knocking and everything. And then I don't know what made me look at it, and I look in the tank, and, and she had put diesel in it. She said I did, but I'm telling you right now, <laughs> she did. She Sometimes she just does things like that. So anyway, Vic, I don't oh, think you got any concerns. Yeah, the car's running fine, so thank you. Oh, you betcha. You bet. Gas in diesel or diesel in gas or vice versa. And that's a good question because we uh, we deal with that a lot. Luke, you're up next. What can we do for you? Yeah, hi, Mark. Thanks uh, for uh, uh, taking my call. Uh, I have this 1996 uh, Plymouth Voyager. Uh, I believe the best car for its age, 88,000 miles approximately, running great. I brought this problem last year to you. And uh, I took it to a diagnostician. He couldn't find anything. And now it does that, it does that uh, uh, symptom again. And that is uh, when I started, all of a sudden, you know, it dies. And then when I started, instantly it comes on again. So it happens, you know, like let's say if I drive like 250 miles in a week, it does it, you know, like about two, three times. Okay. I don't know. It should be electrical. What it is, I don't know. I thought well, I should bring this up back to your attention. Okay. Well, it's not a good idea for you to pronounce it's electrical because then you're going to send somebody in the wrong direction. Let me rephrase everything for you. Okay. Is this happen cold or hot or both? Okay. Today, exactly when I started, it happened twice when it was cold. Okay. Has and it ever happened hot, warm? Seldom happened. Okay, good. So... During 80% of the time when I start this cold, it starts and dies, and then it will start and run the next time I try. Is that right? Uh, for today, specifically, it dies twice and seldomly dies when it's cold. But today it did it twice. Okay. Uh, I, I, I've, I've kind of lost. What are you, what are you thinking? Well, it sounds like a fuel problem, but, boy, you know, without having equipment hooked up at the time, that's one of those we need to have it overnight so we can see what's going on first thing in the morning when it's cold. Because... And tie in, see if we're losing ignition, tie in, see if we're, what our fuel pressure is. Um, idle, a dirty idle air control motor. Yeah. Uh, a dirty throttle blades. Um, there's so many different things that can be going on here. But, again, what I hear you saying is, is... A lot of times in the when the engine's cold, I start it, it starts, but it dies. And then the second time I try to start it, it starts and runs. Is that right? It happens today. It's it No, it's a yes or no answer. Yes. Okay, it's a yes, yes or no answer. Not we, always. Okay. Not always. I understand that. That's why I said 80% of the time I picked up on that. I'm trying right. to help you talk to your shop. Because you said electrical at the very beginning, and Bob and I, neither one of us, we were shaking our heads. Because we don't think this is going to be electrical. It may be related to an electrical component, but it's not going to be an electrical problem. So there's just too many things going on here. I think if this were a car that I had, I think one of the things we'd probably do is, like you said, leave it. I mean, you got to leave it overnight. 
I'd put fuel pressure gauges on it the night before, right. and I'd see if I got fuel pressure the next morning. Um, if it doesn't have fuel pressure, I think you'll agree, and leaky an injector, a bad fuel pressure regulator, or the check valve in the tank. Uh -huh. Can you think of anything else? No. Um, have you noticed when you first start this thing up, does uh, the idle, have you noticed whether the idle is lower than normal? No. No? No, it just, idle is just fine. Okay. It works normally. Okay, way. but again, when it's cold, we're expecting the idle to be normally higher than when it's warm. So you, you drive 30 miles, and you shut it off, and you get back in it a few minutes later. The idle is going to be different than the first thing in the morning. And that's kind of why we're asking these questions is it's important because we want to know that there's a difference or a slight difference. Because colder, we should have a little faster idle. And so that's kind of what we're looking for. But anyway, I'd be looking at the throttle blades and the idle air control motor and the fuel pressure. Those fuel would pressure. be the things. Right. Again, we'd be in the $75 to $125 range. But I, I think on my side, I'm going to be c closer to the $75 than I'm going to be the $125. Then if it's a, a, an idle air control motor that needs to be cleaned up, throttle blades that need to be cleaned up, th those are kind of easy, but that fuel pump isn't easy. No. And that fuel pressure regulator isn't easy. We had an injector we thought was an injector issue, so we pulled the spark plugs on a four-cylinder and we could see one of them was obviously different than the rest. So we swapped the plug and the coil, or the plug and the injector, because it was an easy one, and we brought them back in two or three weeks later, and the problem <laughs> had moved. moved. <laughs> and so that, that was an easy one. Yeah. So, but the customer was willing to work with us on that. So many times they don't have time to work with you, so you have to make an educated guess. So that's kind of what it is. Luke, good luck to you. Good luck to you. We've got given you the very best, best, best advice we can. Let's move on to Mike. Mike, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I have a little problem. It's not a real <laughs> a biggie. Okay. I've got a 79 Lincoln, and uh, it's got the hidden headlight. Well, it had, not hidden headlight doors, but it has the headlight doors that close. Yes. And evidently... It's operated by the light switch. Yep. These are vacuum-operated light yep. doors. Yep. And when it's running, it's fine. The doors are closed and the lights aren't on. But when I parked parked the car in, well... Well, hold on a minute. Stop, stop. We already know what it is. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, you're, you're going to tell us that the doors are opening up gradually? Yeah, when, when I park it, probably if I'm gone for 15 or 20 minutes, the doors, the light doors will be open. It looks like hell. Okay. And yeah. uh, so... It's going to be I, like a $10,000 repair. Go ahead, Bob. Give him the bad news. <laughs> Give him the bad yeah, news. There's a, a vacuum motor out by the headlight that uh, is overcome by a spring, uh, and that vacuum motor's got a hole in the diaphragm, most likely. Uh, you can check that by, if you have a vacuum pump, uh, put it on it. Uh, but... Uh, Generally, yeah, you're going to find you've got a, a diaphragm that you're going to need to replace. And, and so we're going to take the motor apart. We're going to replace the diaphragm under the best of condition, providing parts are available. If not, we're going to be doing a motor. And, well, and, and the easy part to do this is is to, to take the line that goes from the motor to the, open, the mechanism that opens it and pinch it. Right. overnight with a pair of vice grips. Now, we know where it's at, and we're not going to tell you where it's at. Anyway, we pinch the line, and if it doesn't open then we know the vacuum, the, the problem is downstream a little further, yeah, right? by the headlight. By the headlight. 
And it, so you this, can also have the switch uh, that has the vacuum system on it too, and it could be at that end of it. So it's a matter of finding. It. And you could just have a, a simple vacuum hose somewhere along the line. It's got a rub spot in it that's got a, a vacuum leak in it. Anything in the system, anything in the system from the pump to the mechanism that makes the headlight doors open and close, that's that's going to be the area. Now, give me a ballpark figure. Give me a range of on the low side and on the high side. I, I'm I, and open the range as far as you want. For a repair? Yeah. Diagnosis oh, and diagnosis. repair. Well, as far as uh, diagnosis, you're probably looking under $100 is the okay. average time. Uh, as far as repair, that's going to be a little touchy because uh, finding the parts, uh, there's a lot of aftermarket places that carry some of that stuff, but uh, I wouldn't want to quote it at this point. But you're probably in the 100 to $200 range. And that's exactly what I was thinking. That's yeah. exactly it, it could be a $75 diagnostic, and we find a bad vacuum line that's hanging on the nipple with nothing, yeah. and we're creating a leak there. So that's the easy part. But on the other but, side, it's 100 to $200. Just it depends on excess of parts. But yeah, the easiest way is to go in with a vacuum pump and apply vacuum and see what holds and what loses. And we're going to use either a manually operated vacuum pump, a handheld one, or we're going to use something that actually plugs into the wall. And we're going to energize each portion of the of the system and make sure it holds vacuum. So we energize it, we put vacuum to the system, we've got clamps on either side of it. If the vacuum drops down, we've just identified the area where it's at. If the vacuum doesn't drop down, we move on. Good enough? Exactly. All righty. Well, good luck to you, Mike. Thank you very much for bringing that up. Dennis, good morning. How can we help you? Good morning. I got a 2008 uh, Wrangler X, and uh, when I'm driving it, it doesn't show any heat gauge issues or anything. It's not overheating, but when I park it, it sounds like a percolator in my garage for about an hour and a half. Hmm. could it be related to the heater or the air conditioning at all? Yeah, because we've had a lot of problems with the air conditioning, the Freon running back in. Right. That sounds similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's here's what I think you should do. I think you could you should save yourself a lot of money, and we're going to teach you how to answer the questions. All right. All right. It never happens when I never use the air. It ne- or the defrost. I don't want the air on at all. I don't want the blower motor on. I don't want the fan on. I don't want nothing. All right. So I'm driving down the road, and when I park it, it doesn't make any noise at all. Then all when right. I the next day I use the air conditioning, and then it does make the noise when I park it. That would help us. All right. Got any other suggestions? Yeah. The other problem we've had on those is they have a restrictor for the heater core. Um, and we've had problems with people changing heater hoses and eliminating that restrictor. Yep. And it causes a, a noise similar. It's kind of a gurgling sound. And it's just yeah. a matter of the restrictor kind of holds pressure in the heater core, right? Right. And and, mm-hmm. and it, it restricts the amount of, of hot coolant that runs through it. And so without the restrictor, we're probably going to suck from one side or the other back into the motor. And right. you're going to hear the movement of that water. Now, if that's the case, well, actually for either one of them, the noise should be coming from over by the glove box area or behind the glove box area. You could, if you helped us isolate where the noise is coming from, and you helped us telling us about the application. Now, the heater core is probably going to make the noise all the time, regardless right. of air conditioning application. But with air conditioning, what I yeah, said to him, with air conditioning. So mm-hmm. you can save yourself a lot of diagnostic money if you can answer those questions that we post to you. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right, thank you, Daniel. Thank you very much. Gurgling underneath the hood. 
and there's no kids in the car. So that's, you know, <laughs> you, you kind of got to know under that that's what it is. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. Bob and Ellen from Harker's Automotive, 38th Avenue and Indian School, sitting here next to me. Between the wives and the husbands, we're 150 years deep in car repair. So you're not likely to stump us with a 79 Lincoln headlight door problem. Because <laughs> we've been there and we've done, done that. Mm-hmm. We'll be back right after this. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.